0: You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I am John Benini, and I am your host. You ready? All My guest today is Alex Boyd, CEO at Revenue Zen. It's a cool name, by the way cool cool agency name, a B two B content and growth agency specifically for early stage startups. Alex, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you today? Thanks, John. I'm doing pretty good. How'd you come up with Revenue Zen as a name? I'm always interested in how agency founders come up with the names of their agencies. So many good ones. You know, I sat in front of Google Domains one night, thinking to <laughs> myself, oh,
1: "I have, I don't have to, I can choose a new name. I just hit Zen Sales, Zen Management, Revenue Zen. Oh, and I just, I literally just <laughs> hit yes. I also bought ModernSalesTeam.com. Uh, we have like some SDR stuff, but like Revenue Zen was the most. Like it didn't lock us in too much, which is really good. Um, we bought a few other domain names just in case we did other business models, but sure. um, it was just pretty random, honestly.
0: Not easy to find domains these days, so you do what you can, right? Yeah, um, it's true. On this episode, Alex is joining the show to share how they the agency improved sales pipeline from LinkedIn, specifically from his personal LinkedIn post. But first, before we get into that, Alex, tell me like a little bit about Revenue Zen. How long has the agency been around, how big, how many employees are you, and how many clients do you have?
1: Yeah, we're coming up on about three and a half years-ish since the agency was formed. Um, and I left my last job almost four years ago as a, as a um, head of head of growth at a, a startup. Um, we have 10, about to become 11 or 12 people. Um, we're about to um, uh, absorb a smaller partner team into ours, actually. Um and then I want to say we have a little over 40 clients today, which um, wow. some people say sounds like a lot, but um, some of them are, are on the smaller side. All, so not all of them are, you know, big monster engagements. Um, so um, we, we try to help um, smaller companies that have startup budgets too and let them grow with us for a while. Um, so, yeah, if we get them from C to Series B, we're, we're super happy.
0: C stage companies don't take a lot of time or budget. Um, so, yeah, that's us. What's the makeup of the team? Mostly account managers with like content backgrounds. Like what does the team look like?
1: Yeah, it's um date it's three in leadership. So we have um me, my CMO who's been in content and SEO strategy for a long time, um, or COO, who has actually with me at my last company, he's our um just operational rock. Ironically his name is Rocky. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the team are uh as you said, kind of account manager strategists, um with different focuses. We have just a really neurodiverse team with different ways of thinking about problems. They tackle outbound, LinkedIn, brand, design, social. We have musicians, ex-ship captains, um, just a bunch of badass folks in the all in the U.S., mostly here in Portland, um, that have been doing this for, you know, their area at least for several years, if not, you know, 15 years, including a Gartner in some cases. So, um, yeah, some awesome people.
0: Sounds like it'd make a good team happy hour when you can actually do those again, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Alex, as I mentioned, came on the show today to share sales pipeline from LinkedIn, how they sort of identified that area and that metric as an opportunity, how they went about improving it or building it up and leveraging it and, and sort of what the results were and how they go about measuring it. So first tell me a little bit more about, just the overall opportunity um you know uh, driving sales pipeline for an agency from personal linkedin posts obviously like especially an agency like yours uh, the personalities probably mean a lot right so you, i could see like the personal linkedin pages uh being super valuable so tell me about how you zeroed in on that area as an opportunity for the agency yeah
1: i think in general people tended to and still do undervalue the, the personal LinkedIn accounts and the personal brands. And a lot of people really want to focus on the company brand. Like, no, 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 it's only scalable if it do through the company account. I'm like, yeah, but look at all these like, you know, unicorn becoming startups that are scaling in part because we mostly know them through the people who are there, right? right? Um, so, you know, sure, if you're a public company, personal brands aren't going to matter as much, um, but for many of us, they do. And so I didn't have you know, a lick of understanding how to use LinkedIn when I was at my last company. We were more traditional. We sent tons of cold email. Um, we had an A-team of 10-ish people, 10 SDRs, sales ops. Um, and when I left that company and just started kind of talking in forums like Modern Sales Pros and LinkedIn, it was almost kind of like therapy. It was like checking my ideas. It was like, am I... Do I know something that people want to know? Am I, am I good at this? Like, do I deserve to be running a growth agency? And I just wanted to battle test my ideas. I wanted feedback on them. I wanted people to say, yes, you're right, or no, you suck. And by and large, you know, we smart people were disagreeing and agreeing. Like, there was discussion about what I was saying. I was like, oh, okay. So there's at least discussion among really good people. Um, I come from a philosophy major in college. So for me, that was like, oh, cool. This is what we want and then i remember um i didn't think of of it at the time but a client that would later pay us you know two hundred thousand dollars in a year um wrote an email that said hey i saw you in my newsfeed on linkedin and we're building a sales team and we need to help scale lead gen can we talk um and i didn't think of of it at the time but i looked back and i was like "Wait, wait, 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 wait he found us through my linkedin post i've just been posting kind of for fun but but no, this this was a big revenue contributor for us. So I identified just by like like looking at the people that, that would email me and what they, they would literally say, I saw your post. they DM me on LinkedIn, and say, I saw your post, saw your post. Um, or I've been reading your content, I've been following you, they'll just use this kind of terminology. Um, and it became more explicit. And I was like, no, 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 this is a real thing. we got to structure this. So that's how we kind of identified it up at first.
0: Talk to me about the structure side, because... Obviously, if you're posting a lot, you want to know which specific topics maybe are the ones that are, you know, driving interest from the people who ultimately become clients, right, and pay you real money versus the people who just comment and like your stuff. So, like, what type of, um, you know, what type of process did you have in place for maybe better understanding, like, what what you should post more about? Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest... um that's almost what i thought it was
1: at first too i I tagged my post using uh shield app which we'll get into later by topic and i said okay let's look at the the post by topic and how they did there wasn't actually a a super big correlation between the topic of the post um and whether it helped for lead gen what what helped more was there were posts that were educational or inspiring or motivational or contributory to people understanding more about me, about the company or about themselves through, through the process of just kind of talking. Right. Um, they didn't mention revenues in or our work. That's most of the content. And then I realized that if you mostly still do that, but you mix in content, that's very enticing, like kind of, um, a case study with one thing missing then you're going to create a gap. And I, I mm-hmm. kind of call these conversion posts. And so a conversion post is, it's kind of like, you know, making a withdrawal, as they say, from the relationship bank. But I think you can do it in ways that don't feel salesy. Um, so when I write a case study, I'll talk a lot about what the attitude was that drove these results, the, the sort of what the outcome was, the story of it. But I'll leave out exactly how we did it. Which creates this room in people's brains like, okay. And they'll, they'll literally say, I'll bite. How'd you? <laughs> I'll be like, that's a great question. High level, it was X, Y, and Z. Happy to go into detail on a call. And they'll be like, yep, sure. let's." So when I write these posts once a month or so, you know, numerous people will, will DM me all at once. Because they'll have been following me for a while and they'll be like, all right, it's time. I've been thinking about this this week. I saw your stuff. How did you generate... 260 SQLs in, a, in right. a year with no paid budget and I'll be like can't really explain it and I really cannot explain the whole thing on a chat it is you know too much of a thing so um, so you mix in these like sort of letting people get to know you um, and then you convert um, if you only try to convert all the time it, it'll fatigue right. people if you only let people get to know you then you have this like fan base with no revenue and that doesn't that's not why I'm on LinkedIn. If, if if money was not a thing, I would not be on LinkedIn. This is a commercial endeavor, <laughs> right. and I think we can all agree on that. So Interesting.
0: Um, so I think, Interesting. I think we'll what's important out. there, too, that what you're saying is that you weren't just posting and then serendipitously waiting for people to reach out to you and say, like, hey, I saw your post on LinkedIn. You were creating this knowledge gap in your posts to motivate people to then reach out and be like, hey, what, I, I want to know that thing. I want to know that thing you just posted about um I'll bite, like you just said. So you were you're sort of engineering your posts to start a conversation which could lead into obviously potentially a sales conversation rather than just I'll just post some cool stuff and then hope people reach out to me eventually. It's the follow-up too. The biggest thing people miss
1: about LinkedIn is they just they let it sit. People comment on their stuff, they let it sit. Go to every single one of your posts, look at the, you know, twenty, fifty, two hundred thousand people who engage with you. If you haven't talked to them in a while and you're connected, just catch up. Just be like, hey, how, how's it going? Great to see you liking my stuff. How, how you been the last year? If you uh, aren't connected, connect with them if they're interesting. And if you don't do that, if you don't just sort of like chat up people and you sit behind your, you know, your, your fortress and, and hermit up, you won't really have much much come from this, right? You'll only be waiting for people to knock on your door. But if you sort of like walk up near them as if you were at a party, most people are shy. Just walk up and start a conversation, not a sales conversation, but a conversation. Right. And then they'll, they'll, they'll know you already, right? So that's the key step I think people, and I, I took more too, is I like diligently just chatted people up. Um, and that helped a lot as well.
0: I think what that helps too is there's an algorithm trigger right somewhere in there that um that i've read a lot about that linkedin will show your content to people that you're engaging with through private messaging through other means so not just the people who are liking your stuff but if i connect with you alex and you and i dm on linkedin on the side now they're going to show my post to you because they see that you and i have interacted so that's a hack for everybody listening if you're doing what alex is saying and you're engaging with the people who are liking your posts, commenting on your posts, and then you reach out through DM, they're also going to be more likely to be shown your posts in their newsfeed in the future because LinkedIn sees a connection here that goes beyond the newsfeed. They're like, oh, these two people are talking? Okay, we're going to show their posts to these people now. So that's a good, that's a good hack. Um, yeah. So I want to get into, because we're cannibalizing it a little bit, The how did you improve it or how did you further leverage it? So once you identified this area, you know your personal LinkedIn, uh, how did you sort of pour gasoline on that? you know, like you were saying before people are like, Oh, only, you can only scale from the company account. So once you got to the point where you saw that this worked, how did you actually, uh, you know, sort of, uh, dive into it and, and go about further leveraging it as a real sales channel.
1: Yeah. Um, and for us, it's a little different cause as an agency, we just started offering this as a service. And so for us, I was like, Oh, like we can just, we can do this for others because they were asking us well, how do you guys grow? Um, and so that's one thing that we did, which it's now a, a big area of business for us. On the measurement side, this is like surprisingly a common question. And me having been a, you know, ahead of sales and having trained sales ops before, I think it's obvious, but um, people are always like, how do you trap the revenue from LinkedIn posts? I'm like, do you <laughs> not have a CRM with a lead source to so just create a lead source called LinkedIn inbound. And then if somebody DMs you, mark that as the lead source. And if you don't do that, Hopefully your sales manager is going to knock on your door. If I was your manager, I would knock on your door and be like, what's the lead source? But, you know, this is my sales manager brain kicking in and being like, because my reps used to joke over happy hours that I would DM them at 10 p.m. at night and be like, hey, what's up with this deal? What's up with this deal? Um, but, yeah, just like track this stuff. And so I go one step further. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a founder of my own business, and so we integrate accounting with Salesforce. So I have invoices spanning the whole track of our business by lead source. I can track not just deals, but revenue cash flow, by lead source. Um, and LinkedIn posts, you know, make on average several thousand bucks per post for me. And you know, we're a small company. I'm, I'm one guy. So like, that's kind of nice for posting just once a week. Um, but yeah, do track it as a lead source. Um, you, if you want to get fancier, um, use something like shield app to, um, Track your actual metrics, your numbers, your likes, your views all the, all the leading indicators, and then the cash flow is that lagging indicator, but you want to track both so you're not missing out and you want to improve the leading so the lagging you know ends up improving as well
0: and um, we kind of already touched on this the how did you improve it so, you know you, you sort of engineered an approach here right where you would share an idea, sort of create this knowledge gap that people would then engage in a conversation with you on LinkedIn that could lead into a sales conversation. Um, how many of those are you posting? Is it daily, weekly, monthly? And give us an idea of like the results that you've seen so far, like, you know, how much, you know, in revenue can you attribute to, to your LinkedIn versus other channels?
1: Yeah, good questions. Um, So I would say, um, in terms of what I've been doing structurally, it's just been, I have a weekly calendar reminder to write a post and I have like an idea bank I keep. It's pretty informal for me. Mm. when we do it for clients, it's a lot more structured because we got to, They don't. They don't. It's not like a core competency for them. So we have to go in, schedule an interview. We do like a big, you know, brainstorm. We help them carve up their ideas. But for me, honestly, I got to step up my game in 2021. So if you're listening, please hold me accountable to posting more often. Um, we hired somebody awesome just for this um, to help me and our clients. But um, I'd like to be doing more like multimedia, more audio and video sure. in addition to just the text. Um, but right now just posting once a week, a little, actually it's a little more than once a week. It's actually, I look at the numbers, it's 1.3 times per week <laughs> for the last three years or so. Um, and then, uh, we have a pretty predictable, about a third of pipeline and about a third of revenue, uh, come from LinkedIn posts. Um, and we're, you know, a small but multimillion dollar bootstrap agency. So, um, you know that's more than a, a little bit and it's it's a significant we wouldn't be where we are today without this channel it's it's enormous for us
0: um and you said three years you've basically been posting every single week for three years yeah just a
1: counter reminder it takes me about 15 minutes game. in the morning yeah yeah and consistency if you if you aren't consistent and you give up after you, you write five posts oh this one didn't do well this isn't working it's like what what did you expect would happen? People are humans. They have to get to know you over time. They're not just going to like right. drop what they're doing because they saw you write a social media post. It's about like, you know, building building a relationship with people. Right. So
0: stick with what it. What would you say to people, someone maybe who is listening is like, ah, my personal LinkedIn, nobody knows who I am. I'm not a big deal. It's going to be hard for me to do that sort of thing. Obviously, I sort of cheated the answer here and let in based on the consistency. But like, what would you what would you say to that sort of pushback? That I'm sure maybe you've heard from from clients before too.
1: Yeah, I mean, some for some people, not everyone should do this. Um, if you are somebody who uh, hates having your ideas in the open, like if you are a very private person, you shouldn't do this. You
0: shouldn't. You shouldn't be on. Like, <laughs> you should probably, probably shouldn't run a business either. Then.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But like, there are some people who are just their personalities are just like they hate the yeah. camera. They hate. And not that I, you know, particularly love, you know, being on film in general, the sound of my voice is pretty weird for me, but you know, you have to at least want to get your ideas out there. Um, So if you do, it's, it's like anybody else, but um, you have to A, be consistent and B, do connect with people, like go do other stuff, be in forums that your 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 prospects are in, go join Slack groups, speak at an event, maybe join a podcast once in a while, be crazy. Um, and then people will get to know you from a bunch of different angles. And then literally hit the connect button. People like your content, hit the connect button. Look at the people also viewed. Look at the suggested connections. Hit the connect button. Chat people up. If you have a bunch of very small conversations, it builds over time. I had 2,000 followers a few years ago. I have 12,000 today. It's just a matter of a little bit more over time. And it builds and builds and builds. And suddenly you're, you're like somebody people know that they didn't used to. Um, and it's just as simple as that. Um, it can seem intimidating. Um, and so I always say like, you have to be excited by the process and the outcome. You have to really want that outcome. It has to be like a cool thing for you. Cause if you're like, ah oh, shit, that would be a huge pain in the ass. If I was sort of expected to post all the time. And I'm like, if you see it as an expectation and a burden, then don't even start. Like don't even, don't Sorry. think of this channel for you unless you're going to want to do it.
0: Right. That's a good point, point. Uh, and I want to end here. Uh, you talked about you wouldn't be the agency wouldn't be where it is now if it wasn't for this approach, this channel. What um, what percentage of 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 your sales would do you attribute these days to LinkedIn? It's about a third. A third, oh, so it's huge, yeah. right? Is are yeah. the other employees within the company doing this as well? Like, are you have you kind of tasked everyone else with kind of building their own um, reputations and doing the same thing, or is it mostly your content?
1: Um, it's of, of the ones that are revenue generating, it's almost all mine. Um, the people that, and like I said, it's not for everybody. Um, the other two partners today, and there's about to become a a fourth partner. So he's going to be doing a lot more of this too, because he's that, that personality type. The other two partners today are, are more like operators. And I think that's how you have to run a business is like you have kind of good, strong operators. You have visionaries, right? Um, so that's how, um, Today, it's, it's mostly mine. There are other people who do post a little bit, but they're not in um, – we're just – we don't need any other revenue-generating roles because I mean, we can't really handle more growth than we have, and it's just me. Um, so with this kind of merger that we have coming up in the next yeah. week or so, there will be one more person also kind of out there specifically with kind of the SEO style of content and teaching the market more about that. Um, and so, yeah, but that will be like a little step for us because, you know, our – Um, we're bootstrapped, so we're not trying to grow super fast. So I am enough and I've been enough, but I would not task your employees with LinkedIn posting. If you task people with it, it's an imposition. They won't be inspired. It won't be interesting content. Um, It needs to be something they want to do. Create a culture of free speech, honestly, um, and of sharing of ideas. Just give people guidelines like, Hey, don't, you know, really. Uh, I don't know, break these general rules. Generally try to do this, educate people, set set values. But don't say, hey, you have to post on LinkedIn once a week or it's not going to help you. Right. Out.
0: You're going to get uninspired content. Right. Alex, this is great, man. This is super interesting. Thanks for coming on and, and sharing all about the metric and how you improve it and how you measure it.
1: Thanks, John, for having me.